Hey, this is Pastor Jesse of City Lights Church, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you and confirms the fact that the kingdom of God is a present reality in our lives that you get to live out. You get to be God's ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. That's exciting news. We also hope that our messages challenge your identity to help you understand who you really are in Christ. I hope that you're blessed by this message today. Well, good morning, everyone. Everyone's excited for today. Uh, If you have your Bible today, turn with me to Mark 16. Uh, In in 2003, I went on my first uh, missions trip ever. Uh, I grew up in a church that really didn't do missions trips, and I moved to a church that did. And uh, I ended up going to a place called Jolo, West Virginia. Uh, Jesse's familiar with the pastor there. He tried to cast a demon on me once. I don't know why. uh, And so I went there to minister, and I learned a few things while I was there. One is that the state flower of West Virginia, Jesse, do you know this fact, is the satellite dish. Like, no matter how poor you are, no matter what house you live in, if it's just a shack in the woods, you have direct TV. And the other thing I learned, we were at the, ministering at this one church, and the pastor is like, yeah, we have a snake handling church right down the street. And I was like, a what? How many of you have ever heard of the snake handling churches? Anyone? Maybe it's a new thing for you guys, but... Uh, Usually they're a Pentecostal church. Uh, some might consider them a cult. I probably would. Uh, but they hold poisonous snakes in their hand and pray that they don't get bit. And today, we're lucky. We get to look at the text they're using to prove that. So everyone excited? <laughs> no one's excited. <laughs> so come on. So uh, uh, if you're there, everyone at Mark 16, I don't want to lose you. Everyone turn there. Uh, let's read. We're starting verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. I'm not preaching on that today, but that, that sentence is a whole message in itself. I love, uh, most of the time we think we're preaching the gospel to just people. Mark says right there we're preaching the gospel to the whole creation. So that means we can walk outside to Scranton and say, be resurrected. We can walk around to everything and say, hey, there's life here. God is doing a new thing, so I love that, but let's continue. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Some versions say follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover." So today, the first thing I want to do is say we're, in, we're not supposed to go out looking for snakes to hold. <laughs> uh, I was researching the, uh, this group of churches. There's actually, it's illegal in every state now except West Virginia. So there used to be a lot more snake handling churches. Uh, 125 people have died from trying this practice, right? And so that's one way to say they're, they're reading this wrong, uh, and then the worst part about that is the people that do die are just accounted off as not having enough faith. Isn't that scary? Well, they, you just don't have enough faith then. Uh, if you walk into these churches, most people are missing fingers or limbs, and, like, they have atrophied limbs because, like, the poison just killed off their system. Uh, and luckily, this is a report Ralph Hood, a professor of psychology of religion who studied this type of church, reported that these churches are now experiencing very low attendance. Everyone say praise the Lord, right? <laughs> so it's sort of filtered out. I love this because I'm reading this and I see nowhere in there, 
One, it doesn't say pick up deadly snakes. It says pick up serpents. That's any type of snake. So I don't know where they're getting the, They combine both. And then the key word is if you drink poison. It's not saying go drink poison and the Lord will protect you. He's saying if. And we have to remember back then, the disciples were considered a bunch of radicals. People were trying to kill them. So I'm sure at some point someone's trying to poison them. And God's saying it's not about let's go find something to pick it up. Let's go find a snake and like let it bite us. He's saying, hey, you need to trust me for this. If something, and we actually see it in Acts 28.5, Paul is sitting around building a fire and a deadly snake comes out, bites him. He shakes it off back into the fire. And it says, I love the story because it says the people just wait around for him to die. Like, well, Paul's a goner now and he never dies. He didn't go looking for that snake. He didn't build the fire to, like knowing a snake was there, but he had enough trust in God that if that happened, something miraculous would happen. So today I want to let you know this is not about finding snakes. This is not about you leave here today. I don't know, what, what's a poisonous snake in this area? I don't even know. Are there co- copperheads? Don't go out looking for those and picking them up and letting them bite you. There's a YouTube video of a pastor holding a snake and it bites him. And he's like, don't worry. And then like midway through the service, he's like, and people like carry him out to the hospital. So this is not, they're grossly misinterpreting this text and it's, the church is never about, like, proving God exists by signs. That's not who we are. Uh, so we don't go looking for it. But today I was like, I want to test this anyway. So you guys aren't looking for it, but I poisoned the water. Those offering bags had snakes in them. Anyone get bit? Everyone fine? I'm just kidding. Everyone's scared. But no. So that's not what, we, that's not what this verse is about. The signs are to follow us. We're not supposed to seek the signs. Those people are going out seeking signs. When this clearly says, the signs follow us. Uh, so now we got that out of the way. We're good, right? No handling snakes today. Okay, good. I want to point out two things in this uh, section of verses. And the first one is, I think it's very important because I do this all the time. We have made miracles and the supernatural more complicated than they are. Right, we, we, we think only special people do it. You're looking at me going, Ben must be the only person that can heal people or prophesy. Or there has to be some sort of like thing he gets ready for. That's not what this verse is saying. Uh, are there any dog owners here? Anyone have dogs? I don't have a dog. Uh, but you know the other word for a company there that you could use is to dog one step. So like the signs are just following us. It's not hard. They're just there. There's nothing we have to do. They're following us like a dog. I mean, Air Bud. Have you ever seen that movie, Air Bud? And the dog's like, there's always a scene in a movie with his dogs, and they're like, they're not your dog. And it starts following you home. And the kid's like, don't follow me. Go away. But that's what the signs are doing right now. They're following us. And a better word that I love more, another way to translate it is, it means to faithfully follow. That's some good news today. Like, we go out... We think it's such a hard thing. And when all of a sudden, this miracle's right behind us, just following us somewhere. That's such a good thing. And I want you guys to get this. I'm going to make it really simple because I forget this all the time. So everyone here, are you guys believers? And if you're not, I'm sorry. Everyone here believers, right? Okay. We all agree with that. Who do the signs follow? Okay. That's how simple it is. 
There's no math. I hated math when I was growing up. I, I mean, where's Ryan McCone? He loves math back there. I can't do it. And we, we do this all the time. We, we make Christianity a math problem when it's not. We make the miraculous a math problem when it's simple. There's no formula that's like, do this plus this plus pray a lot plus read your Bible, and then you divide that times how much you sin that week, and then a miracle, maybe. That's not what it's saying there. It's saying if you go out, and this is the only thing about, like, there's a small math problem in there. It's go. It's be moving. Because nothing can follow if you're, if you're not active, and if you're not moving somewhere, if you're not going somewhere. So instead of us thinking, this is so complicated, I'm never going to see this in my lifetime, this is like weird. All it says there is there's one action. Go, and they'll follow you. Start activating them, and they'll, uh, you'll be there. If you believe, and you go, and you try, the miraculous is right behind you. That's good news for Christians, because I remember when growing up, I didn't grow up in a church that believed in healing. Uh, so when I came to a church that did, I had never seen anything like it uh, up close and personal. Like, you hear the stories, you uh, people have told you about it, and then I was ministering at a church once with Jared uh, Ruddy, our old founding pastor, and uh, he brought me to a church to speak with him. And we get there, he preaches, there's altar time, and a girl comes forward who had literally that day just broke her arm, uh, was in a cast or like a sling, and she was going to the doctor the next day to get put in a hard cast. And Jared says, let's pray for her to be healed. And I'm saying, I've never seen that before, and I'm scared, and I don't know what to do, and where is this? And I wish back then I would have said it follows us. And so we pray for her once, and nothing happens. Uh, so right then, I was like, well, okay, see you guys. I give up. And Jared's like, no, let's pray again. These things happen. These, it follows us. We prayed three times, and all of a sudden, Jared in his wisdom and me in my fear uh, reacting to Jared saying, why don't you just try moving your arm? Who, who in there, I would never say that to a person with a broken arm, right? Anyone bold enough to do that here? I don't think so. And the girl goes, okay. And she goes, she takes, we take the sling off. I have a picture of this on my phone, on my old phone. It's probably on Facebook memories like 10 years ago of a sling on the ground. She takes it off and goes like this. And she goes and starts crying. And she's like, I broke my arm today. And then we're like, well, do something. She starts running around the sanctuary, just waving her arm like a windmill. And for a person that had never experienced that before and never thought that was in the realm of possibilities. To see it happen live in front of me was one of the cra- it was a marking moment of my life. But I'm hoping you guys trust me enough today to know that I wouldn't make a story like that up. It was a marking moment in my life where I was like, God does heal. And from then on, I mean, luckily, Jared took me everywhere with him back in that stage of my life. We saw countless things. Cancer, gone. Person that had surgery with their belly button ended up over here because the way they stitched it, their belly button ended up back over here. That is out of the realm of my mind. I, I would never thought I, I would see things like that. We had, we prayed for a guy once in Pittsburgh who got shot in the face, had a metal jaw, couldn't open his mouth well. Uh, me and my one friend prayed for him, and he's like, something's happening. He got tested. The metal was gone from his mouth. And I know you're staring at me right now going, that can't happen today. I, I beg to differ. It says mere healings follow those who believe. And we've made it such a horrible math problem in our head. 
of we go to pray for someone, like, okay, did I sin this week? Is God mad at me this week? How much prayer did I say? And those are all good things. Don't sin, pray, read your Bible. But that's not what's required here. It's going and believing, and the signs follow you. And I haven't, I mean, I can, I should write down all the healings I've seen, but there's multiple stories like that where I would go into a situation and, and God just kept upping my realm of what he could do because I was like, he can do that too? He can do that? He can do this? And it was just insane. And then, so that's the first one. So once you guys get this, we, it is not complicated. Everyone say that day, it's not complicated. The second one is, and, uh, this is more if you grew up in the charismatic church, or even if you didn't, we have a bad habit of believing after we see signs and not believing and then doing the signs, right? So, I mean, I'm going to use an example. We hear of these stories of, like, healings happening. We're like, we should go there. That's where it's happening. No. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. The signs, we don't follow signs. The signs follow us. And so we can keep seeking. You know who, who sought for signs the whole time when Jesus was around? The Pharisees. They kept saying, well, prove it, God. Prove it, God. Prove it, God. And we don't mean to say it that way, but we do it that way. We're like, okay, God, prove it then. And he's saying, no, the signs follow you. You don't follow the signs. The signs, anytime you walk into a room, a miracle is right there following you. Anytime you walk into a situation, there's a miracle right behind you. There's a sign. There's healing. There's something that could happen right behind you. And we're too afraid or too fearful to realize that. So let's stop seeking and let's start doing. It says go. And, I mean, right now I can look at like, I'm going to be really honest right now. What's, what's following us? I see a lot of who we voted for, our political affiliation, our Facebook posts, our Facebook arguments, our theologies. That's all that we're marked by right now, right? We've, I posted a post, on, I run the social media at the church. I posted a post on Facebook just asking people what they want the church to preach on more. And there's a 12-comment argument about tithing. And I was like, what is going on? That's not what this post is about. We're Christians. That shouldn't be what follows us, an argument with pastors and people and blessings and cursings. And I'm like, what is following us now? That's not what's supposed to follow us. We're not marked by our Instagram pictures. That's not what follows us. Signs follow us. And right now, and I'm preaching to myself today too because I go out in the public all the time. Yesterday I was sitting at a, a Dezo working on my sermon. There's this group of teenagers in front of me. And the whole time I'm like, should I go up to them? Should I talk to them? And I didn't. So it still happens to me too. But, and it's funny because I'm like working on this message going, oh, signs follow us. Let's just go up to them and pray for them. But I know what the fear is, and I, I came up this, I was sitting down in worship today, and I had this thought, wouldn't I rather pray and see miracles than live in fear of them not happening? Like, I know there's people here today that probably have been dealing with health issues, and they don't see healing. Uh, don't give up. Don't give up, because I'd rather pray for you a hundred times and see it happen on the hundredth time than just say, it's not for today, it's not for you and I sit down and do nothing? What if Scranton saw healings come in this church, right? I love in, in John fourteen twelve, and this is Jesus' uh, words. He says, truly, truly. And whenever he says that twice, he really means it, right? That's a, a double word there. So he's really trying to get their attention. Truly, truly, 
I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. That is a statement that's always blown my mind, right? Greater works than Jesus, it kind of sounds blasphemous. I might be, like, people might consider people a heretic that really, like, believe and do that. But it's what Jesus says, and we have to be reminded, what did Jesus do? He turned water into wine, he healed the lame, he opened blind eyes, he cured people, of skin disease, he raised the dead. And when we see greater works, we're like, I guess we'll just be better preachers than Jesus. No. Greater, we're called to the impossible. He says, you'll do the same things. So everything he did, that whole list, and you'll do greater things. We're called to believe that God is the God of miracles and God is the God of the impossible. And it's time, it's time to stop being afraid. It's time for me to stop being afraid. You are meant to do greater things. Come on. What if City Lights Church became known for the place where lame were healed, where blind eyes opened, where diseases disappeared? All because we went and, and we, when people came in here with sicknesses, we were like, we believe that God can heal and we pray and they're healed. What if you go out and you see your neighborhood healed? What if you go out and cancer's gone? What if diseases disappeared in your family? We need to start going. This can't, Christianity can't just be about this moment on Sunday morning when we come, we speak, and, and we go home. God has called us to greater things. He's called us to do more. I really want this church, and we're going here as a church. It's our heart as a church. We don't want to, we believe in the supernatural here. Here, If you don't, uh, come along for the ride and learn and join us in this journey of believing God for the impossible. Uh, we pray here on Wednesdays, every Wednesday at noon to one. And usually I'm in the back of the, of the church. And I'm usually praying by the door saying, God, I want people who walk in this church to be healed. I'm, I'm not satisfied with sickness in our church. I'm not satisfied with depression in our church. God, this is a place of freedom. You said signs will follow those who believe. I prophesy healing into this place. It's our heart here to see that. What, we're talking about bringing hope, and this series is called Transform. What's more transformative than going out, praying for someone, and then being healed? And then pointing them to Jesus. You know why this happened? We believe in Jesus. Jesus is on the throne. He's the authority over everything. And he told us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. I love they did that song this week. I didn't have any, they didn't even text me the song list this week. So I had no idea that was coming until after uh, Sarah uh, told me two days ago, but I usually like go through the songs and tell them what to sing when I preach because I like to make it make sense. But this makes sense today. You know, in the Lord's Prayer where he's saying, Jesus is saying, your kingdom come, your will be done. Uh, I just watched Bill Johnson preach on this, and I also heard another preacher. That's not like a, oh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it have. That is you telling God, your kingdom come. Like you're commanding it. And we sort of like do it meekly. He wants us to bring his kingdom to the earth. And how do we do that? We go. We go. We have to be a people that go. Jesse preached on it last week. Jesus' first commands were, I make you fishers and men. His last command were, all authority has been given to me. I give it to you. Now go. And yet we sit here on a Sunday and we leave and we go home, me included, and we don't go. This is not a guilt trip. This is a, a command of Jesus, a challenge. 
This city's never going to be changed if we don't go. And we don't. I wanted to leave space today at the end when they come up. I want to see us do this, and I don't want to make it an altar call. I don't want to make it a big thing. Uh, worship team, if you're here, you can come up the the band that's available just to be up here. You, Jenna, you can place me on the piano. I don't want to make this a complicated thing today. I don't want to, like, make it a thing where we bring everyone to the front that needs healing. I just want those who need healing today, just lift their hand, and I'm going to challenge the people around them uh, to pray for them, right? Because <clears throat> we're all believers here, correct? So signs follow, correct? <laughs> so it's it's time to start being active in that. It's time. So I, I encourage you today uh, to step away from that fear. Like I said, I'd rather pray a hundred times and see someone healed than to not pray at all and, and live a life where I don't believe in the miraculous and the supernatural. Uh, they follow you faithfully. They're there even when you don't see them. They're, they're dogging your step. They're like that dog that won't go away uh, in the movies. God wants to do something and use you. That's one of my favorite parts about this is Jesus could have said, okay, guys, I'm going. Just go do your thing. I've got it, and I'll take it care of. But he says, you know what? I'm going, but I'm leaving you with a command. No matter where you're from. He knew the disciples. They just... After he died, they went back to their old jobs, and yet he still realized, you know what, they're worth something here. I'm going to commission them to do, do something. You're, you might be sitting in, this pew, in the pew today and going, it's not for me, it's for you, Ben, it's for the pastors, it's for someone else, it's for the elders. It's for everyone here today. We have to realize that I can't, this Scranton's never affected by me. I can affect people in Scranton, but it takes all of us believers to go out and have signs follow us, and have mir- miracles follow us. The impossible was one step away. God is the God of the impossible. Here at Sea Lights, we believe in the impossible. We have to. I have to because I've seen it happen. Things I could never imagine in my lifetime seeing, I've seen happen in front of me. And it always points me to Jesus. I never, I hope here you're not hearing me say, like, we do science to get recognition and stuff. That's not the point. Science follows believe to help spread the gospel. It's hope. It's bringing hope to this to people. I mean, there's no hope in like, hey, come to church and be complacent in your disease and your sickness and your trouble. There's What kind of hope, what kind of message of hope is that? We're a church of hope here, and part of that is that we believe that you, when you walk into this place, healing is here for you. When you come into this place, since we're believers, healing is just around because we're believers. So I encourage you today, uh, let's stand. Who needs healing today? I encourage you to raise your hand. If it, even if it's the smallest thing to the biggest thing, I don't want you to go home without getting prayer today. So I encourage you, uh, keep your hands up. Everyone that needs some sort of healing today, uh, regardless how big it is, regardless how small it is, uh, raise your hand and then turn around, people. And it's not, I want to encourage you, it's not some prayer, some complicated prayer you have to pl- pray. Just pray, Lord, you know what? We believe that signs follow us. We believe that miracles can happen. We believe that healing is something that's part of the believer's life. So I pray right now that you would heal this person. So keep your hands up. Who? Everyone turn around that doesn't have their hand up and find someone to pray with. Don't, don't pray some long prayer. Don't try to, like, speak into their life right now. Just pray for healing. I'm waiting for people to go. There's people with their hands up. I trust everyone here to pray a simple healing prayer. Uh, and if you're still thinking, my, my, my need is too big for healing, uh, 
don't. Raise your hand right now. If you're thinking this is like too big to happen in my life, this disease is too big, uh, I encourage you still, raise your hand. It's, it's time. We believe that God heals today. So just pray. Uh, so I encourage you uh, as we go, you guys are doing our Father, thanks. Uh, I encourage you as the song goes, uh, just to pray simple prayers uh, just for healing. God, we just, we pray right now. Uh, Lord, we thank you uh, that you commissioned us to go. Lord, we, we thank you that signs faithfully follow us. Lord, we just pray right now for every uh, sickness in this room, every disease, God, is commanded to be gone. Cancer be gone in the name of Jesus. Back problems be gone. Pain be gone in the name of Jesus. God, we prophesy uh, to this, this building, to the walls of this building, to the people that come in this building, that this is a place of healing. This is a place of freedom. We prophesy over Scranton, God, that you're, you will make Scranton known uh, for the miracles that happen here. It won't be known for depression or greed or political problems, Lord. We, we thank you that your name will be made great in this city, Lord. I pray right now just for boldness for all of us, God. The boldness to go. God, help us to move and to get out of our comfort zones. God, help us to take risks, Lord. And thank you, God, that miracles follow us. God, give us more faith. Increase our faith today, Lord. Give us endurance to keep on praying for the, for the diseases in our family. Uh, Lord, I pray right now just for any... Uh, addictions here, God, that you would break that in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray right now uh, for any mental uh, problems, for any depression, Lord. We thank you that you can heal that as well. We just declare peace and, and your freedom over those minds today. God, let us be a people that go. God, help us bring glory to your name, Lord. Let us not be about us or about a certain group of people, Lord, but let us be about you, God. That we, can, we can proclaim to all creation that there's a new resurrection, that something new is happening. That newness includes miracles, Lord. God, help us believe in the impossible because you're the God of the impossible. God, let this place be marked by stories and testimonies next week as people come back from going and they, and they tell stories of healing, of encounters, of people's salvation, God. We thank you for what you're doing in this church. Let this not just be another Sunday, God, but mark us today, Lord. We just praise you for what you're doing in this place. We give you all glory and all honor today. In your name I pray. Amen. Anyone have anything they could test out now to see if it was healed real quick before we close? Anything like that? Any pain that you could sort of say, hey, it's gone now? Or was it more serious stuff than that? Well, I'm hoping that as you go throughout your week, uh, the people you encounter, uh, you f- and I always get nervous when I go to Walmart because there's tons of people with canes in Walmart and the Lord's always like, pray for that person, pray for that person, pray for that person. And so I encourage you to, to tell people there's new life waiting for them this week. Proclaim to the, this area that he's been resurrected and they can be resurrected as well. And don't make it, I'll review those three things real quick. Don't make it 
It's not math. You don't have to do some spiritual algebra before you pray for someone uh, to make sure you can pray for someone. And then let the signs follow you this week. Don't, don't try to follow signs. Don't try to seek signs. That's not what this is about. And then just believe in the impossible. Those stories I, t- I told today were true, and they blew my mind then. And I'm sure God is still doing things even more mind-blowing than that. I've seen the stories of paralyzed people walking. I've never seen that in my personally, but there's stories of people who were paralyzed, get prayed for, and they get up and they walk. It's on YouTube. And I, I, I don't want to be a person that cynically writes that off and says it's not part of Christianity. I want to be a person that says, okay, God, you are the God of the impossible, and I believe you for that. There's a verse, I'm going to close real quick with this verse, then, uh, in 1 Corinthians 4.20, where Paul says the kingdom of God is not in word, but it's in power. And we can spend a lot of time discussing things. I can preach to you all day about this, but it's until we go and move in that uh, that they get it. Uh, it's not about what you, be, like, theologies, who's right, who's wrong. It's about moving and showing people's God's, God's love and power. Uh, so I encourage you guys this week just to go. That's the one command in here. It's the only math thing. There's You go. Uh, we can't be sitting around anymore. We've got to do something. The city is counting on us. We're, we're put here. This church was put here for a reason, to heal this city, to encounter this city, to impact this city. And it starts with all of us moving, uh, whether that be helping the homeless shelter, whether in this practical ways or in the miraculous ways, to encounter people on the streets. <clears throat> I was walking to my haircut appointment the other day in downtown Scranton, and there's a guy Ryan knows who always says hi to me and always tells me he remembers me, and I don't think he does, but I pray for him every time. And he has mental health issues, and he, I think Ryan gave him a $50 gift card once, and we don't know what he got with that, but, like, just walk around. And I encourage you, I forgot, June 14th, 6 p.m., we're doing an evangelism treasure hunt night. That's a simple way to go. And you'll be with a group of people. You won't be by yourself. So I encourage you today to come to that. June 14th, 6 p.m. at the church. We meet here, then we go out. We pray with people. We encounter people. So uh, you guys all look scared today, but I encourage you. This is a good thing. God's commissioning you to do this. There's no qualifications except believing in Christ and then going. So be blessed today. Uh, Bring stories next week. Bring testimonies. Bring something. Uh, tell us, message us on Facebook, call the church office. If you have my cell phone, call my cell phone and, and tell us those stories. Uh, we're afraid to do that a lot, but I think we missed out. The spirit of prophecy is a testimony of Jesus. So when you have testimony, it prophesies about Jesus's goodness. And I encourage you just to share stories this week. Don't be afraid and definitely come to Treasure Hunt Evangelism Night because it's a group of people. You don't have to, you don't have to feel like you're doing it alone. So come out to that. Be blessed, everybody.